1: I have no idea where Big Ben is at. Listen, all I know is I get the call, and everybody else is terrified of the Maller Militia, and so here we are again. Your two-time back-to-back Benny Award winner for best show fill-in, and they go to me, and I'm here to answer the bell. I don't know what to tell you guys. Uh, you cannot like it, but you got to deal with it. We will take you all the way up, playing a little bit of grab ass, busting some balls, and doing it all until 6 a.m. Eastern time here on Fox Sports Radio. But before we get to the shenanigans, we've got to address the odor that is in the air in the NFL. Right. There's a certain smell, right? Can anybody else smell that? Like, can you, can you smell? It's like a certain scent that's going around. I smell, yeah, I smell hurt feelings. That's what I smell. I smell some hurt feelings in the NFL, but it's not actually somebody in the NFL. It's somebody who covers the NFL, all right? And here's why I say that. There's been this story going around the New York Jets, this story going around about Adam Gase and how bad Adam Gase is and the players don't like Adam Gase and so on and so forth. And the story always seems to revolve around Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News. He's always seemingly the guy talking about how bad things are with Adam Gase and the New York Jets. And I think I have an idea why. I think I've actually figured this out. I got great advice. All right? I got great advice from the great Jeff Biggs. Jeff Biggs, uh, former Fox Sports radio legend, sports talk radio legend, one of the nicest guys in the business. And who? he always told me. He said, L- leave, leave Biggsy alone. Biggs a good dude. He always told me. He said, whatever you do, don't step on the people that may be beneath you at the time in radio or perceivably beneath you because you never know who you're going to end up working for. He goes, it's a really small world in the business, and if you're a jerk to somebody, you never know when that's going to come back to bite you in the ass. You just you never know, and so it's always a good rule to live by. It like don't don't step on people, don't pe- treat people like crap, don't make people think they're beneath you. That's always a good rule to live by. But also, like, why would you want to? have it come back and haunt you later on? Why would you have to want to deal with the repercussions later on if all you had to do was just be a decent human being early in the process? It's not that hard. I try to live by it. It's it's really not that difficult. I think that's actually what happened here between Adam Gase and Manish Mehta. All right? I think that's what happened with the Jets. So Adam Gase has come under fire over the past couple of days. There have been multiple reports from Manish Mehta that Adam Gase has lost the locker room that the locker room doesn't respect him that part of the reasons that, that Jamal Adams wants out of New York is because Adam Gase is the coach and and he's not really well respected by a lot of players in the locker room and there's coaches on the staff and blah 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 like all this doom and gloom and all this stuff about Adam Gase and what a terrible guy Adam Gase is in the locker room and it just keeps going back to Manish Mehta and then all of a sudden Alex Lewis, who's a Jets offensive lineman, took to social media and talked about how much respect he had for Adam Gase. talked about how they're building a winning culture there. And then he said to Manish Mehta, quote, give up your sources. You don't speak for the locker room or myself. You got no place in the locker room if you are going to overgeneralize all players Manish, you are a poison to this team. All right, that from Alex Lewis, who's an offensive lineman for the New York Jets. I'm just going to go ahead and speculate here. All right, I'm going to go ahead and speculate. And I'm going to wrap it all the way around that odor that we discussed just a few moments ago—the odor in the air when it comes to the Jets in the NFL in this story. If I had to guess, I'm going to say it's this. I'm going to say that Manish Mehta had a not-so-favorable encounter with Adam Gase early on, and that's where the root of this comes from. That's what I'm going to guess. Right, I'm going to guess that Manish Mehta got his feelings hurt a little bit by Adam Gase early on, and that's why these stories seem to be coming up from one person and one person only, Manish Mehta of the New York Daily News. Now, keep in mind, this is not the first smear job from Mehta aimed at Adam Gase. You remember the story that went around last year? This story is so unbelievably fake that I can't believe it generated traction. Honest to God. There was a rumor going around last year that Adam Gase, when it came to criticism he was getting from fans in New York, that he used to walk around and say, quote, I don't care. I'm rich as F. That was Adam Gase. Now, you may not know Adam Gase. Right? You may not have never met Adam Gase. But does Adam Gase seem like the type of guy who walks around and goes, I don't care, I'm rich as F? Do you know Jay Cutler had to buy Adam Gase's suits for him to get tailored and custom fit? He's not exactly a suit guy. He's not exactly I'm going to go around and brag about my cash kind of guy. All right, He was the one who was so uncomfortable sitting at the early introductory news conference that somebody put tacos in front of his eyes and had his eyes bouncing around following these tacos like it was some sort of David Copperfield hologram trick on TV. Adam Gase was walking around saying, I don't care, I'm rich as F. That also, according to Manish Mehta, from a year ago. I think this happened, all right? And this is not... To, to slam Manish Meta. All right. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just guessing here. All right. That's what we do on Sports Talk Radio from time to time. Believe it or not, a lot of people are, are very, uh, you know, they like to proclaim that they have all the answers. I don't proclaim I got any answers. I'm just taking guesses here. And here's my guess my guess is without knowing it, Adam Gase stomped on Manish Meta either early on as Jets head coach or maybe in an interaction when he was a coach of the Miami Dolphins and they were constantly coming to New York and playing the New York Jets. That's my guess. I think there was some sort of a a bad interaction early on and Manish Mehta never let it go and never forgot about it. And Adam Gase, like we talked about a few moments ago, is like, The guy who stepped on the person, the intern, the person below them, the secretary, whoever, and now has to deal with them later on when they get a little bit of power. And that's Manish Mehta. And he's got the power of the pen. And he's got the power of the typewriter. And he's got the power of the keyboard. And he's going to use it, and he's going to execute it, and he's going to stir this up. Because when you get Alex Lewis coming out saying, okay, where are your sources? Where are these It always keeps going back to one guy. It's Manish Mehta. It always goes back to him. I'm rich as F. Players don't respect Adam Gase. He's the reason Jamal Adams wants out of there. Let me ask you this. If the Jets came to Jamal Adams right now and gave him the contract that he wanted, do you think Jamal Adams would turn down the contract and say, no, I can't be here because of Adam Gase? My ass. (laughs) He'd sign so fast his head would spin. It's bogus. It doesn't add up. I think Manish Mehta got his feelings hurt, and I think he feels, and he's got a little bit of an agenda. And he wants to right the wrongs. He wants to even the score. And he let it get a little bit too personal. And Adam Gase probably wasn't very nice to him early on. So lesson learned here, lesson learned for Adam Gase. Next time you interact with somebody early on, just understand that they keep receipts, and that's all this feels like. A receipt kept by Manish Meta to remind Adam Gase you can't stomp on me because I'm going to come back and get you, and I'm going to stir things up. And when an offensive lineman takes to his defense and sticks up for him like that, I tend to believe that the players in the locker room would know a little bit more about what's going on than the guy who's got his feelings hurt because he had a bad interaction early on. I mean, no, call me crazy. But I would I would I would venture to guess the interaction wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be the nicest thing in the world if Manish Mehta was going to these routes and taking this approach.
4: Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at two AM Eastern, eleven PM Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
2: the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Bridgestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Bridgestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews and be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
0: The NFL
1: announced the cancellation of the Hall of Fame game between the Cowboys and the Steelers on August 6th and postponed the Hall of Fame ceremony. Now, postponing the Hall of Fame ceremony makes sense. Uh, You have uh, uh, older gentlemen that are going to be up there. Uh, Maybe there's some health risk there, so maybe it makes more sense to push it and combine it with 2021. That's fine, but let's address the game. I'm not as down on this news as some people are, okay? It's a little over a month from now. And if the league was going to shorten the preseason anyways, which has already been discussed, this was the first domino to fall. Did you actually think that they were going to play the Hall of Fame game and then skip weeks two and three and then play the final two weeks of the preseason? It doesn't make any sense. So if they were going to cut the preseason in half – was it going to be the first half or the second half they were going to cut short? Probably the second half because it would buy them more time just in case anything drastic happened leading up until then. So I wasn't as down on this news as a lot of people were. Right? I didn't, I didn't look at this as the NFL acknowledging, well, maybe we're jumping the gun here on trying to have a season. That's not how I took it. I didn't take it like that. I I expected that something like this was going to happen. It's a bummer. The Hall of Fame game's fun. It's the first football we've had in a long time. So we all get excited for it. But I'm not surprised because the story came out a couple of weeks ago that they were going to shrink the preseason in half. Not surprising to me. I wasn't taken back by it. I didn't think it was the end of the world. But then again, I'm not like a lot of people in the media who are constantly looking for terrible news to come about because that's what we like to report on now. I would rather take a more optimistic approach – I would rather go in reverse than what a lot of people like to do, which is uh, paint everything with a broad brush and call it doom and gloom and say, you can't do this and you're being reckless and this isn't healthy and blah, 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 blah. For everybody saying they're not a doctor, a lot of people talk like they're doctors, right? So when the NFL makes the announcement, Cowboys, Steelers. August 6th. We're canceling it. We don't think it's right to play this Hall of Fame game. Bummer for some people, but I wasn't totally shocked by it. But here is why. Some people took a little bit of an enjoyment in this. Right? There's some people out there who took a little bit of an enjoyment in this. And let me tell you why. It's called calendar envy. All right? It's called the calendar not working in your favor. So you're a little envious when it works in somebody else's favor. Right? Perfect example. You know who's never really all that excited about Christmas? People whose birthday is on December 25th. You want to know why? Because they get the shaft every single year. Because they get Half the gifts that they would normally get in a year because people just combine it into one gift. Hey, I got you a Christmas gift and I got you a birthday gift. Yeah, what is it? It's a pair of Uggs. All right, so which one's the Christmas gift? The right one. The other one is your birthday gift. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much. By the way, kiss my ass. All right, they're never excited about it. It's calendar envy. They're pissed off. The people that have their birthdays in late May or early June, they're looking around going, God, could we get a little bit of that? At least we could space these gifts out a little bit. No, they got calendar envy, right? It's obvious. You know who resents people that work Monday through Friday, nine to five? People that work in bars and restaurants, want to know how I know? Because I used to work in bars and restaurants. And let me tell you something. There's nothing they resent more than somebody walking in, loosening their tie at 530 in the afternoon, sitting down at the bar top, and then getting ripped. Because they can't do it. You want to know why? Because they got to work until 2 a.m. or 1 a.m. That's how this goes. It's called calendar envy. They wish they had it. Unfortunately, they didn't. So they celebrate these small victories when maybe you hit traffic or maybe you don't get to do those things or you get a Monday off and they don't or maybe when your birthday doesn't go as planned because you're the guy who always celebrates your birthday on Christmas. It's calendar envy. People in the world of sports have had calendar envy of the NFL. That's why there was a little bit of a glee, a little bit of an excitement that the NFL was canceling this game because let's be honest here the NFL got a little bit lucky. I mean, this fell right into their lap. It wasn't anything they planned. They got lucky. Even as big of an NFL honk as I am, I acknowledge that. They got lucky. When this pandemic hit, it was early March. We started shutting things down. Had it happened a month before that, you would have shut down the Super Bowl. Think about how many millions upon millions, possibly billions of dollars, maybe, that the NFL would have lost had they shut down the Super Bowl. We still had a combine in Indianapolis, yet the NBA... Major League Baseball, the NHL, golf, horse racing, you name it, have all lost millions upon millions upon millions of dollars because it just happened to fall in their laps while they were in the middle of their season. The NFL got lucky. I'm telling you, I went to Miami for the Super Bowl for Fox Sports Radio. There were people walking around in the airport with masks on back then. It wasn't like this was not known. This was going on. People were aware of it. I sat on the flight coming home from Miami the Friday night after a week at Radio Row. And the two people next to me were both wearing masks and they were sanitizing the entire section. This was known. But it wasn't made public and there wasn't a media frenzy on it until after the NFL season obligations were over. It fell in their lap. They got lucky. I think there's resentment around sports from other leagues and people that cover other sports that the NFL can just kind of, oh, well, we'll just do a virtual draft. (laughs) No harm, no foul. No problem. In fact, it went off great. Eddie Garcia's wife was on the virtual draft. It went off fantastic. The NFL got rave reviews. Roger Goodell came out looking like a saint. He came out likable, which a lot of people didn't think was possible. The NFL decided, you know what, we're going to have our free agency. We're starting our league year. You can't do that. Don't you care about what's going on in this country? Well, why can't we? I mean, are you going to get COVID if you FaceTime with a guy and say, we'd like to give you a three-year deal? No, we absolutely can do that. It fell in their lap. They could operate as normal as possible because it wasn't in season. And it's why so many people spoke out and so many people were critical. Calendar envy. Their sport got crippled, and the NFL didn't. And so when the NFL makes an announcement that they're not playing the Hall of Fame game, you get this sort of sense of celebration out there. Some people going, ah, oh, yeah, now you know what it's like, huh? Yeah, now you know what it's like to cancel games. I thought you guys weren't worried about it. I thought the season was going on as planned. This is the first domino to fall. You're canceling one preseason game. Here come the other ones. No, 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 no. Actually, if you just listened and watched and read, you would have understood that the NFL two weeks ago said, we're thinking about cutting the preseason in half the hall of fame game was never going to happen it wasn't going to happen they weren't going to play that game skip two weeks and then come back in week three it didn't make any sense it's a little over a month away it's not that big of a deal all right it's a bummer there's a lot of money involved i get all that but it's not the end of the world it's just not. And by the way, it's not the first time the Hall of Fame game hasn't gone as planned. Anybody remember when, uh, when, the, when the field melted in Canton a few years ago? <laughs> like Players are out there on the field and they're trying to figure out, hey, is this lava? What's going on down here? Uh, just curious. Are we going to be able to play on this because this field's melting? And they scrapped the game. Aaron Rodgers, I think, was the guy sitting up there doing interviews going, yeah, I don't know how we're playing on this. Like the field's melting. Like, like, what do you want us to do? They scrapped the game. That was a Hall of Fame game, Alright? 2011, there was a lockout. Guess what happened? They scrapped the Hall of Fame game. This isn't the first time this has happened, but the glee you're seeing from people around... The world of sports going, yeah, yeah, now you guys know what it's like. It's calendar envy. They're pissed off because the NFL got lucky and the pandemic fell in their laps and not in the
4: NFL's. That's all it is. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific.
2: Choose from the full lineup of Pirelli tires. Shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that.
0: And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you had the most reasonable
1: statement when it comes to playing sports or resuming sports or restarting sports coming from Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, if you had a pool and and you drew Jay Monahan with the most reasonable statement when it comes to everything going on in sports and the rise in cases of the coronavirus, then congratulations, you are a big winner. A big winner. And I give it up to Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour Commissioner, following three positive tests this week at the Travelers Championship. They did not cancel the tournament. And he said what I think is the most important message when it comes to resuming sports around the country. This from Jay Monahan, the PGA Tour commissioner. "Quote: It's a low number, and it's a low number on a percentage basis, but every number hurts." As we look at where we are now, I think we all need to remind ourselves that we're learning to live with this virus, and we all need to learn to live with this virus. As individuals, as family members, and certainly within our own businesses, it's pretty clear that this virus isn't going anywhere. End quote. Congratulations, Jay Monahan, with the most reasonable statement when it comes to restarting sports or continuing to move on with sports of anybody so far. Round of applause for Jay Monahan. The most important thing he said there, we all need to learn to live with this virus. If it's not going anywhere, you can either live with it or you can continue to stay locked up inside. Like, too many people want to have yesterday's conversation about this virus as opposed to tomorrow's conversation or today's conversation. Yesterday's conversation was, oh, my God, the virus is here. What do we do? Well, now today's conversation should be, all right, if somebody gets the virus, then what do we do? And you move it forward like we got to stop living as as to if you know we're surprised every time someone tests positive. I'm almost at at the point now to where I assume there's going to be more positive tests. For, number one, we're testing more. So it's it's you know, it's it's a numbers game at this point. So more people are going to test positive. The death rates depending on which graph you see or believe and who the hell knows with some of these things, but the death rates are dropping dramatically. Because the more people you test and the less people die, the better that number gets. So I think his approach here is absolutely spot on. Listen, just because we have some tests, positive tests, doesn't mean we have to close everything. We don't have to cancel everything like we did for three months in this country. We need to learn how to live with this and we need to learn how to adapt to it. And that's what they're doing. Dana White and the UFC did it in early May. They put on an event A fighter tested positive the night before the actual fight was set to go down. Two of his cornermen tested positive. They put him in quarantine, and they had 11 fights the very next night. No issues. None whatsoever. And last I checked, I don't think they've had one positive test, and they've been putting on events every single weekend because they've got TV obligations, and they've got to meet their requirements when it comes to the contract. So that's why they keep pushing out these fights. Yes, you're not going to have spectators there. There's not going to be people around. We all get all that. But this idea that, that we've just got to continue to shut things down, no, the conversation should should go from not if somebody gets the virus, but when they get it, what do we do? And you've seen it in college football. It, it, it was one of the most egregious, like, baiting headlines that I've seen. And I forget which website it was, but the headline read, Clemson, 23 players test positive. Well, of course, you see that number, and you're going to go crazy because, oh, my God, 23 players tested positive for corona. Oh, my God, we we can't play a college football season. And then you actually click the link. You go and you do your reading for yourself, and you find out none of them showed symptoms. Nobody needed to be treated or anything. They just tested positive. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. But too many people want to keep, uh, it's, it's the doom and gloomers, it's, it's the fear. Everybody wants to be, continue to be scared of the boogeyman. Sooner or later, it's here. So what are you going to do with it? How do you adapt? I think that's the conversation that needs to be had. Yesterday's conversation was about what is the virus, what are its dangers, and what are its risks. Today's conversation should be, all right, it's here, people are getting it, now what do we do? believe it or not, you can function with this happening. I think that should be what every league is trying to figure out at this point in time.
4: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.
1: We tease this early in the show. Uh, we are going to sprinkle in uh, these uh, th- uh, throughout the remainder of the show. We've got our first batch now. It is another edition of I'd Rather Blank Than Have Jonas Fill In for Ben. It's where you get an opportunity just to express how upset – And pissed off you are that Ben Maller has decided to spit in your face as a listener, take off for the show, and then have me fill in instead. Uh, So Justin Cooper, uh, who is multitasking, he's getting prepared for another award-winning edition of Coop Scoop on Entertainment. What do we got for the I'd Rather game so far, uh, Sending on the show?
7: Well, uh, Chris in Des Moines says that uh, he'd rather Blind Scott be his designated driver than listen to <laughs> Jonas Knox. <laughs> uh,
1: oh, man. Why are they going to take out Scott? Is Blind Scott calling anymore?
7: Yeah, he calls in all the time.
1: He's great, man. Oh, he come is. on, Ben. Ben, ben uh, I used to do a really good Blind Scott. I used to
7: do a really hey, good uh,
1: one.
0: Uh, that's a, that's, I that's I, all I can do. I
1: haven't heard from it. he. He he, bl- he. got after me on Twitter one time. And just started laying into me for something I didn't do. <laughs> I wasn't even on the air, and for whatever reason,
7: he just took it out on me. Yeah, so. of Coop, is this Scott.
3: is this Blind Scott Robbie the Mariner fan thing real?
7: You know about this? Do they have a beef going on? I'll talk to you about it later. Then. Oh, what's going on? Okay. No idea. Oh, come on,
1: no, come on, I, I, Eddie. You can't do Robbie that. Robbie the what's Mariner
3: fan claims that Blind Scott tried to get the police to like raid his house by filing some false report. <laughs>
7: Oh, I I believe it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh,
1: man. Good for him. What else we got, Coop?
7: Uh, Aussie Momentum says he'd rather be a bathroom door in Oscar Pistor- Pistorius' house. Than
1: <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. Is he still in prison, by the way? Oscar Pistorius? Yeah. Yeah, as far he, as I know, yeah. Yeah, he probably should be. I, I, I would. Th- that is. That was a crazy story, man. Very, very <laughs> depressing story as well, too. But not surprisingly, it got read on the air.
7: Uh, all right, what else we got, Coop? Uh, Manic Mike would rather bob for apples in a porta potty than listen to oh, Jonas Villain for Ben Maller. That's
1: so gross.
7: that's so
1: gross. By the way, what do you call? uh, uh for some reason. So I was talking to somebody they thought I was crazy. I called it an Andy Gump. Like that's that's like the most known version like what they call porta potties, right? Yeah, Andy and that's
7: the, that's what I used to call them. Uh, the the actual tweet said Porta John, but I don't I mean that must be a I don't know if that's a different area. I I don't hear the, people call it that. So yeah, that's why like a, I changed listen, it a bit.
1: Out here we call Carl's Jr. Out there they call it Hardee's. Yeah, come on, it's all the same thing. But you know, Hardee's isn't as good as Carl's Jr. That's been established.
7: Um, Manic Mike also said he'd rather attend a barbecue hosted by the uh, Donner Party survivors than listen to Jonas. Oh Jesus, man! Wow, we are using history here. (laughs) This is like, I mean, this is not your normal. You know, just I'm
1: impressed. I like this. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, don't use recent history, please. I mean, all, like, these are oh, no, no, yeah, than no I'm, that, yeah,
7: I'm skipping over recent history. Uh, yeah. I'd rather wear Bartolo Colon's underwear as a coronavirus mask than have Jonas <laughs> fill in for Ben. <laughs> That's from Justin Harp.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, it, uh, <laughs> it, it, Bartolo's coming back this year, correct? Is he going to get a he's chance? He's trying, I think. Oh, I hope so.
7: Uh, Aussie Momentum also says that he'd rather have all of his life savings invested in live bet Jesus picks than have Jonas oh, screw Knox you. fill in.
1: Oh, screw you. So he's, come on, so he's come on some hard times. Screw you guys. Oh, come no. on. Uh, one more, Coop. What do we got?
7: Uh, let's see. Uh, I'd rather have, be married to Carol Baskin than have Jonas fill in for Ben. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, yeah, have they figured out where, where she uh, fed her, like hid the body or at least fed to which tiger yet? Have they found out? Have they gotten to the bottom of whether or not she murdered her husband? don't think so. That's all I want to know about that show. I got no other questions, not even about the guy with no teeth. At
6: Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
0: MTV's official challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level.